What's going uh, on here? Wow, this, this is cool. Is this is supposed to work. Please. Wow, this is crazy. Oh, uh, nice. Who this is something gives a shit? Sure. This is oh, unbelievable. I see. You I know see. what? Buck Fim. Hey, how's it going, everyone? And welcome to the very first podcast, Buck Fim. Today we're going to be going into some really cool stuff, including a new review of Format, and we also have a a awesome, awesome individual from Autodesk, the uh, senior product owner of uh, of Formit Pro, which we're looking at today. He's going to be speaking to uh, you know what what's currently happening with Formit, what is Formit, the history of it, and all kinds of fun stuff coming up. Uh, before we dive into that, though. We're gonna actually do a quick review of the software and I'm gonna give a little bit of an introduction to myself. Since we are in the first episode, my name is Dennis Dixon. I come from a small town named Bala up in the middle of the woods out in Canada. And uh, I grew up, you know, hammering together wood and all kinds of fun stuff out in the, uh, out in the boonies for cottages. And eventually worked myself up, learned myself some technology, taught myself AutoCAD at uh, 10 years old because I had nothing else to do out in there on that Windows 3.1 machine. So it was, uh, it was an interesting road. Uh, 16, I was teaching AutoCAD at uh, a college local to my area and then slowly worked myself off to being a, a, a Revit expert and working my way into different PIM facets in the world. Then I got to traveling North America. I got to see all different workflows ranging from construction, architecture, and engineering, and all kinds of crazy stuff going on. So that's a little bit of my background. And we are here today because this new podcast and new YouTube series, Buck Fim, is going to be diving into all kinds of different hardware, software, and developer-related information that's going to, you know, essentially bring some stuff out to the table that you haven't seen before. So let's get into it today we've got format pro let's start into the demo i'm going to switch over to my demo screen and let's see what's happening here so format or format pro as we say is part of the uh, aec collections of uh, autodesk is a new 3d sketching tool and by new i mean it's resurfaced again in these uh these upcoming years so format pro is a as i as i said a 3d sketching tool it allows us to generate content extremely fast and be able to use it on multiple platforms. So one of the really good benefits of this is it does work on your iPad as well, which I found really handy. Uh, I had been testing out in my own time the ability to collaborate between the iPad and the PC at the same time. So it's kind of cool. So the idea is that you can take generic shapes, something super quick, and be able to modify them to change their size and add detail on as you need be. So pretty awesome stuff that you can, you can take and manipulate items. I mean, for the most part, it's been fairly easy to use. Like we've, been, we've been able to take lines and adjust them and stretch them out. We've been able to create shapes and group them into certain objects so that we can use and manipulate them for other purposes. We can take and modify those groups to use for design options. And not only that, but you know, the collaborative environment of a software such as, such as Formit allows us to integrate with our working drawings workflow by taking a series of objects and shoving them into a software such as Revit where we can then build off of that from massing, which is huge. 
But let's dive into this a little bit deeper. Now, I come from a background of many different softwares. A lot of you out there may have been uh, SketchUp users. So this may actually be a very smooth transition for you. If you're a SketchUp user and jumping into a software like, such as this, to be able to do quick and easy 3D, uh, 3D work, uh, it, so far it seems like it's been a very good transition. And you know, it, and by transition, I mean you can use SketchUp, you can use Format, but it, this, this in terms of Format to Revit, the connection has been flawless so far. It's been great. So let's get a little bit into Format. So Format has um, a couple of things like insights where you can generate insights such as energy analysis. We can do quick studies on how lighting affects the, uh, the facade of a building or the, the side of a, of a development proposal. So when we're looking at something like this, which is a, you know, a fully edited model that has been built out of format, we can do very quick shadow studies. So very quick shadow studies off the cuff, very, you know, very cohesive. That's a huge help. I mean, something like that, where we don't want to spend the time to set up all the sheets and have things done inside of a Revit platform. That's fantastic. But let's talk about the modeling quickly. I mean, the modeling, we've seen tons of 3D different 3D softwares that take care of you know, fun and fancy modeling practices. But what Format and Autodesk have done here, it seems like they've really simplified things. They've made it easy enough for us to get something out the door quickly so that we can get our rough early stage conceptual modeling done quickly. And that's fantastic. I'm, re I'm really excited to see this. They've, they've also allowed the ability for us to bring in our own material libraries. So to allow us to, you know, read into our current libraries and adjust things like texture and bump and all that stuff that we're used to doing in some of our, you know, greater 3D applications. So very handy to be able to drag and drop off and paint. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to testing this even further. It's been great. We also have, you know, your objects. So if for those of you who, who use Revit or some other platforms that use 3D objects, you can convert these 3D objects into usable objects within Format. So you can establish a library inside of Format, very much like the, uh, the 3D warehouse in SketchUp. In fact, you can use SketchUp items inside of Format, which is pretty handy. So we also have an integration for those of you who are in the Autodesk realm and are into visual programming. We have Dynamo. Dynamo is integrated into Format. It's pretty awesome. Uh, you know, I come from using Dynamo back in 2012 and visual programming in general. So for me to be able to have the ability to do very much so what we could do with Rhino and Grasshopper, to be able to do that inside of Format is a massive next step. So we also have the ability to take advantage of plugins. The plugin manager allows us to be able to, you know, generate and install custom plugins that have been provided by the uh, Format 3D group. Um, I'm not sure as to how the plugins will work in regards to customization and how we can generate our own, but I bet that's something that uh, that Josh could could add, or add to it when we get there. But overall, what we're seeing is the portability of being able to use your your iPad or even a touchscreen laptop. You'll notice that inside of Format there is a button that has touch mode, where if you're more you know, into using your stylus or using your fingers on the uh, touchscreen window. That is pretty awesome. So being able to generate a system like that is, you know, something that you can take home and, and show your friends. So 
Overall, from my initial review, there is still a decent amount of work to be done on Format. It is there. There is a lot of fun stuff happening that I'm really excited about. And, you know, I, I can't wait to see where it goes. And with all that being said, let's switch over. We've got Josh Goldstein on the line. We, um, Josh, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where did you start with Autodesk? architecture and by always I mean um, back in the early 90s um, my parents actually drove me past a shopping mall that was getting demolished and I had never seen anything like it and so I got fascinated by retail architecture and architecture generally and so I started actually way back then I started using SketchUp somebody gave me a, a really early version of SketchUp and they're like you should learn this if you're interested in architecture so I started learning 3D modeling um, on my own in my own time way early it was like eight or nine or something like that and I was terrible at it but um, anyway, throughout school, I started getting a lot better and I started being introduced to Autodesk products. Um, and so I knew of Autodesk, you know, as a, as a big company that was doing some amazing things, but I was still, I was very much in SketchUp land. And then I, um, I got a master of architecture degree and I went and worked at an architecture firm for several years. And we were also a SketchUp shop, which is not surprising. SketchUp's a great tool, very powerful. Um, but at the time, well, actually in school, I had learned Rhino and Grasshopper and I was really interested in, in algorithmic programming and, and visual scripting and all that stuff. So uh, when I joined the firm, I said to them, you know, we can't be modeling everything by hand. It's just crazy. There are some things that we should script, we should mm -hmm. automate. So I brought Rhino and, and Grasshopper into their realm. And I was, uh, I was part of a, I actually led a technology committee and I was always That's looking awesome. for new software to in integrate into the firm. So anyway, it was around that time that one of the people I worked with knew somebody at Autodesk and they were spinning up Formant. And um, my, my friend said, hey, you know, you're into technology, you love 3D modeling, you should apply for this job. And I was like, this sounds like a dream job to me. So I applied. And after a lot of interviews, I got this job as a user experience designer for Formit. And so Formit is sort of Autodesk's, you know, conceptual modeler, because um, we didn't really have one. SketchUp was out there doing these things and Autodesk said we should make something like that. So Formit is um, a conceptual modeler that's sort of somewhere between you know, like a SketchUp and a Revit and a Rhino, all those things are little bits of all those programs in Formit, which is a really fun place to be. You know, we've got competitors on the landscape and we can sort of take some of the things they're doing and do them better. Um, so I, yeah, so I, I started as a UX designer and now I'm a product owner. So I'm very much involved with, you know, how our roadmap is shaping awesome. up. Um, we're listening to the customers on the forums, making sure we're addressing some of the needs. Um, Formit is, a, you know, we're, we're way younger than SketchUp and We've got a pretty small team, but we're scrappy and we're making really good progress. So that's good. Um, to it's hear. exciting to be here. Yeah, yeah, no, that is really great. So I mean, like, so uh, how did Formit become what it was? Like, as I know, it in early stages, I had heard of it back in 2010, 2011. Um, right. But so, how did it all start out? So I, it was before my time, but here's what I know. So Formit started out actually as an iPad app originally, mm -hmm. which is really fascinating because we started out as touch first. So, um, you know, once you get a modeling kernel on the iPad, you're going to get people who are like, well, this is great, except I want to do something bigger and better. So our next logical step was making a web app. So we went from iPad to web. So we had a, a browser-based app that was actually, you know, back, this is when web technologies were still, I mean, it's always changing, but we were able to get our 3D modeling kernel and, that, and the uh, tool interface into the web built based on the iPad stuff. So that was kind of a technological feat in and of itself. And then, of course, you you know, 
people who were previously like, I need something bigger and better are going to go to web and they're going to be like, this is great, but I need something bigger and better still. So we went to the Windows desktop app from that point. And this is now, you know, Windows, the Windows version of Formant is our flagship version, the most powerful version, has the yep. most features, um, can take advantage of the most, you know, impressive hardware. So it is the beast of our platforms. And that's the one that I, I use most. Personally, I use the Windows app the most, but I do think it's really cool that we still have these three platforms, web and iPad, and they're all using the same technology. So when you open up your model on any of these platforms, they're gonna look exactly the same. They're gonna run exactly the same. And the fact that we've got that touch mode, you know, so again, we started on iPad, but then on Windows, if you've got a touch enabled laptop, like you mentioned, you can turn on touch mode and orient around the building and even model if you want using touch, which is kind of interesting. Oh, for sure. And you know, that's, that's really great. And so, I mean, like the biggest question is like, why now? So like what I, I know Formic kind of just disappeared for a couple of years and, you know, out of the blue last year, it just popped out of nowhere. It was super exciting. And we were like, you know, where was this shit five years ago? But now here it is. Yes. And I'm excited. Yeah, so, I know. yeah, I can talk, I can talk a little bit about that. Um, I was, I was here for it. So we, you know, I had joined and Formic was pretty hot and we, um, you know, Autodesk is, is interested in looking towards the future, and we were asked to develop some new technologies that were un, that were built on Formit, but not exactly like, you know, they weren't Formit, they were for some new project. So um, we ended up just taking some time to go and look at some of this, some of these other projects that Autodesk asked us to look at. Um, but I was really troubled by it because I was like, hey, our customers are not aware that we're doing this. They think that the lights are still on. Why are we, we can't abandon them like this. And so it actually took yeah, a year or two of, you know, a lot of us were just kind of waiting to see what would happen. And I think Autodesk was also waiting to see what would happen to Formit. But I ended up having to make a call, uh, literally a phone call to somebody pretty high up and said, hey, you know, we're getting told that customers are important. And yet we're also being told to go work on this other thing and not pay attention to Formit or our customers. And I personally was responding to forum posts and keeping up with the backlog while doing all this other stuff. I'm like, it's not sustainable. The team's not happy. The customers aren't happy. We got to take a, pick a, you know, we have to make a decision here. So let's make a decision. And they decided to keep Formant and reinvest it. And our team got moved back to where we were. Um, you know, we kind of lost a year or two of development work, which is a bummer. But I was really happy to see that, you know, Autodesk made the right move, I think, because there's no other, there's no alternative in the, in the Autodesk universe for Formant. It's not like there are three other Formats in the company and they go, well, let's shut the one down. There's nothing. So yeah. they made the right choice, I think, to keep a conceptual modeler going. And we immediately jumped on like, okay, well, let's pick up where we left off. Let's start addressing some of the things that we know people need, you know, and I, coming from an architecture background, I use Formant all the time myself. I am yeah. like, I'm one of our biggest customers probably. And I really truly install it the way a customer would. I use it the way the customer would. So, and I, every time we meet with the team, you know, for our scrums or whatever, I'll, I'll tell them like, honestly, like guys, I was using this yesterday. Why can't I do this? Why is this hard? You know, I know that we have a request for this. I need it too. Like, let's do this. So it's been, it's a really cool place to be where I can act as the customer and sort of speak for the customer. And, you know, a lot of the forum posts that come out, it's like, yes, of course we need that. Like, I need that. I can understand because I also want that feature. So that's yeah. where we are. We're now looking at, you know, we, Autodesk still has other, these priorities. Like, we want to integrate with uh, Revit. We want to integrate with Dynamo. We want to integrate with other Autodesk apps in the, in the ecosystem. So that's one of our priorities. You're going to see a lot of improvements with Revit, a lot of improvements with Dynamo, which Dynamo, the Dynamo integration is one of my favorite, favorite things. Coming from a SketchUp and Rhino and Grasshopper background, our Dynamo integration is like, you took the best of SketchUp and you took the best of Grasshopper and you mixed them together. It's very interesting. Yeah, so we have definitely. some really interesting things on the on the horizon, but we're also very much, you know, I'm still hitting the team hard. It's like, okay, we, you know, we've been hearing for years that we need this feature. Let's take the time and build this feature because we have to meet customers where they are. 
So that's really awesome to hear. Like, I, you know, and I'm not going to pin you on this one just because uh, I know this isn't this one's been beaten down quite a bit. But we obviously uh, we we had the architecture letter that came out back last year, and it was addressed. Uh, you know, Carl Bass did a really good job bringing that, or Andrew Agnos uh, brought it up and addressed it very well. Um, yes, there was a lot of stuff happening that early stage design was essentially being missed, and it was being called out, and we needed something to to leverage that. So we've got, you know, Autodesk has really done a good job in bringing out things like Space Maker, which is coming out soon, The uh, which we will be doing a spot on that coming up in the future. Um, but yeah, Formit coming back and having that integration and bridging that gap between the early stage design process and the design development process, which has been really key. We've needed this for a long time and I'm really happy to see it. So, I mean, my next question here is, is like, so who can use this? Like, is... Has it been designed for you know you know developers etc. Like who can use it and where can we get something like Formit? Okay, so you know we have the three applications: Formit on web, Formit on iPad, Formit on Windows. So to answer your first question, who can use it? You know because we have the iPad and the web apps, and those are free. Anybody can use Formit, which is really nice. So any any hobbyists, um, students of course get our applications for free. Anyway, so they can use the Formit Pro on, on Windows. Um, but the Windows application is the one that's sort of behind a paywall, if you will. It's currently part of the AEC collection. So you have to be an AEC collection subscriber to get access to Formit on Windows. And, and then also some of, those, some of the features on the other applications are also behind a paywall. But for the most part, the modeling and a lot of the export stuff, that's all free. It's the insight analysis and solar analysis. Those are hidden behind the paywall. But so, you know, to some degree, it's a freemium model. So a lot of people can use it. Anybody can use it. Um, on top of that, then you've got your real, like, you know, we have design technologists. We have the people who are interested in computational design using Format for Windows and Dynamo. There's that group. There's the, the straight-up architects who just want to, you know, every design starts with a sketch is our little saying. So Format is a 3D sketching application. So all the architects and designers out there would certainly be using Format. Um, we have collaboration built in. So we've also got the ability, like, you know, maybe you're not really a 3D modeler, but you know enough to be dangerous and you want to have a collaboration session with one of your architectural colleagues and you can collaborate on a model together and do some 3D building. Um, you know, if you're a developer, not a, not a program developer, but a real estate yeah. developer, um, you can use Formit to spin around the model. We've got a lot of um, clients who have said, you know, I use the iPad app. I just, you know, since we integrate with BIM 360 Docs, it's like we've got the design technologists and the architects building these amazing models, sending them up to the cloud, and then I will get on the iPad and I'll go into the interface and I'll spin around the model and pinch to zoom and all that stuff to see what they're doing and check out the model on my iPad. So it's sort of an interesting you know, it's sort of an interesting paradigm where you've got all the the personas can take advantage and have fun and form it at the same time. That's awesome. It's really good to hear. I mean, you know, I, I, I know the answer will probably be, be you can wait, but, uh, you know, do we have any insight as to when the next big update is or what we have coming up? You know, I know we've got the, uh, the, the ideas board, which is on what's, what's the platform again? It's, I can't remember the ideas board on like on our forums. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So to answer your first question, um, I think everybody knows that Autodesk is a big, you know, event in the spring to unleash all of its new products. And Autodesk does this funny thing where we're always one year ahead of the current calendar year. So the 2022 products are coming out this spring. And so Formit now, you know, Formit at one time was sort of acting like a startup and we may or may not have been aligned with the Autodesk schedule, but now we're increasingly integrated with the rest of the company. So we're also on the Autodesk schedule. So we're going to be unleashing our new version of Formit with a bunch of really good new features um, and a lot of fixes and a lot of improvements this spring. Um, 
I don't even, I don't know if I, I don't know if the date <laughs> is exactly public, but anyway, it'll be, it'll be this spring. And that's when, you know, when Revit comes out, when Dynamo comes out with a new thing, when all of the larger products, the hero products come out, we'll also have a new version. So we'll update our website and everybody will get the in-app notification that there's a new version available. And we are increasingly connected to Revit. So when Revit comes out and Formit comes out, you're actually going to want, you know, if you update one, you're going to want to update both because we've actually got some really new, exciting connections there that you're going to need both applications updated to enjoy. That's good to hear. I mean, I'm really excited about and, you know, thank you very much, Josh, for joining online. You know, for those sure. of you who haven't tested it out, you if you have an AEC collection, if you are part of the AEC suite for Autodesk, you have Formit Pro. Get it, right. download it, test it, try it out. You know, it's something different. And, um, you know, it is it is a very helpful tool, you know, and make sure you make those comments vocal on the forum. So if you're testing it, make sure to give the feedback back to the crew so that they can make it better for our future users. So that's it today. You know, thank you very much again, Josh, for coming online sure. and speaking to us. The, uh, we have a lot more coming up. This Thursday, we're going to be talking to uh, Mike Dayoff from, uh, from Toll Brothers about, uh, you know, mass home construction and how it looks in the States right now and what we're going to be doing. And keep in tune every Tuesday and Thursday as, you know, new, new things are coming up. And stay tuned to Buck Fim. Thank you very much, Josh. Everyone, take care. Enjoy your day and keep on bimming.